This is Story Quest. Today's story is... Magical Creatures of Pink and Pink by Charlotte. The Magical Creatures of Pancake Peak. Bunnies everywhere! There were indeed bunnies everywhere. They had fallen softly from the sky, like a lovely fluffy snowstorm. Get these blasted bunnies out of here this minute, the wizard shouted, going quite pink in the face. So... You're probably wondering what's going on with all the bunnies and who's doing all the shouting. And we'll find out in a bit. It all starts in a place that you might not have heard of. Pancake Peak. You haven't heard of Pancake Peak? (laughs) Well, I suppose it is a long way on the magical planet of Confectionaria. The most magical place on the planet was Pancake Peak. Made from pure toffee, it was home to the sugar sprites, the creatures who lived on the peak. They weren't exactly fairies, they weren't floaty enough, and they weren't exactly goblins, they weren't bad-tempered enough. They did have an impish sense of humour, as we will see. And like most magical creatures, they could perform spells to make things happen, and they did this rather a lot, although their magical powers were mostly limited to making one kind of thing appear. Sweets. Or, rather, sweets, puddings, cakes, chocolates, pastries, flapjacks, cookies, and, yes, pancakes. You get the idea. They could make cookies rain from the sky, make pancakes grow from the tall trees, and the bushes were dotted with chocolate drops cast by their spells. As you can imagine, it was an amazing place to visit, and people would come from all over the galaxy to taste the delicious treats, and the magical creatures didn't mind too much as long as no one was too greedy. Sounds like a pretty cool place, right? I mean, my stomach's rumbling thinking about it. Sorry if you can hear Now news of this amazing place reached the farthest outskirts of the Shadow Gulch galaxy. Rex Shadowwalker was the Grand High Wizard of this realm, and let's just say he wasn't very nice. He was so evil and mean that the whole population of his planet had actually built spaceships and left. So he was now stuck on his own being miserable and terrorising the small furry animals that were left. Even the plants seemed to have uprooted themselves and gone away. And so all he was left with were bitter herbs to chew on. He had seen the pancake peak in a vision, swirled above his cauldron, and his mouth began to water in anticipation. Of course, any normal person would just think, oh, I'll pay a visit and try some of those delicious-looking treats for myself, and then leave the sugar sprites in peace. But your average evil wizard thinks a bit bigger than that, don't they? and Rex Shadowwalker was particularly evil. I know what I shall do. I shall invade the peaks and take charge for myself. Those silly sugar sprites can spend all their time making delicious treats just for me. And then he did the evil wizard laugh. You can join in on this bit if you like. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Good evil laugh. You got it. Well done. And with that, he began eagerly thumbing through his spell books to find a way to teleport to Confectionaria. He would need to create a magical staff with a special incantation on the shaft, which when spoken would open the space realm wormholes. He was better at being evil than being good at spells, so this is going to take a bit of time. So let's check out what's going on back in the Pancake Peaks. A new leader of the Sugar Sprites had been chosen, 
a wise old sprite indeed called Sprinklebottom. She waved at the applauding crowds and conjured candy floss to spring from all the trees in celebration. I vow to keep Pancake Peaks the sweetest planet of all, where any may safely visit and try our wares. And there was more applause and then banqueting. Yep, you guessed it, on a whole bunch of more sweet treats. Basically, instead of having a starter, main, and a dessert, it was a dessert, a dessert, and then a dessert. Just as everyone was settling back in their chairs after the third course, flapjack cake with syrup icing, there was a rumbling sound, and a looming cloud appeared in the sky. Then with a crash and a bang, who should appear right in the centre of the banqueting table than Rex Shadowwalker himself? He'd taken a few wrong turns, including ending up in a bog on Unduent Minor, which was full of space fleas. He did not like that one bit. But now he gave a triumphant cry, and casting his hand around made all the sugar sprites freeze on the spot. Again he gave a triumphant cry. Last time he tried this particular spell on an irritating goblin, all that had happened was the goblin's trousers fell down. I am Rex Shadowwalker, and I declare Pancake Peaks to belong to me. Sprinklebottom, even though frozen to the spot, shouted back defiantly, We shall never surrender to you! Well, if you don't do as I say, I will take back all your subjects to the Shadow Goat Realm, and they will be my slaves. The Pancake Peak will become desolate and bear. Sprinklebottom was alarmed at this. She could see the terror on the sugar sprite's frozen faces and knew that it was her job to keep them safe. She thought quickly. A tiny spark of an idea came to her. All right, just let my people go. I'll personally do whatever you want. Rex Shadowwalker looked smug and waved his hand around. Then he waved it again as nothing happened. The sprites waited, frozen very patiently given the circumstances, and finally he managed to unfreeze them. Then he turned his attention to Sprinklebottom. So, you will do whatever I say. Command any of my most favourite treats to appear. Oh, if you say so. In that case, I demand cake. The finest, biggest cake. Make that cake enormous. Snake? said Sprinklebottom. Well, if you must and with a wiggle of her ears, the most enormous snake you've ever seen landed with a plop in the banqueting hall. He looked as surprised as everyone else, but then remembered he was a massive snake and started hissing and snapping at the wizard who yelped in terror. What have you done? I said enormous cake, not an enormous snake, you idiot. Get it out of here. Oh, I'm so sorry. We sugar sprites can be a touch hard of hearing. You'll have to speak up. Did I mention sugar sprites were known for their sense of humour? And with another wiggle of her ears, the snake disappeared with another plop. Alright, I'd like some delicious buns. Make buns rain from the sky. I demand you do as I say, he said, shouting very loudly into Sprinklebottom's face. She leant back. Oh, his breath was terrible. As you wish, she wiggled her ears. And then... You guessed it. What should start falling from the sky but bunnies? Big fluffy bunnies. 
falling softly like a fluffy snowstorm, gently landing on the carpets where they began to nibble at the tassels on the rugs. I said buns, not bunnies, he blustered in a fit of rage. This was not going as well as he'd hoped, and to make things worse, it turned out he was allergic to bunnies, so he began to sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. Oh, I'm so sorry, you really do need to speak up. Let's try one more time, said Sprinklebottom in a soothing voice. The other sprites were beginning to snigger at Snicklebottom's antics, but Rex Shadowwalker didn't seem to hear the chortles and whispering, not least as he was sneezing too much. All right, achoo! I achoo! Like a hundred chocolate logs. No, I achoo! Uh, you get me a thousand, a thousand chocolate logs, right? The chew now! Obstinate dogs? Well, that's not something I've ever had to conjure up before, but whatever makes you happy. And before the wizard could interrupt, there was a crack and a bang, and yep, the room was filled with not a hundred, but a thousand dogs, all barking and growling in an obstinate way, and looking for something to chomp, preferably something wizard-shaped. The wizard gave a shout and began to run. The dogs gave chase and snapped and snarled, making the wizard dance so much he dropped his stuff. Well, get them away! Get them away from me! He yelled. Sprinklebottom grabbed the staff and quickly looked at the inscriptions. Then, standing up defiantly, she glared at the wizard. I've got a better idea. You get away from us, she yelled. And reading the incantation on the staff, she pointed at the wizard and in a flash, he'd been sent back to the shadow gulches in a puff of smoke. Well, actually, it wasn't just the wizard who'd been teleported back to the miserable grotty planet. He was accompanied on his travels by 1,000 grumpy dogs. Without his staff, he wouldn't be able to travel again, and so the Pancake Peaks and the rest of the galaxy were safe from the evil wizard's schemes. Not just now, but forever. And don't worry too much about the dogs stuck on the shadowy planet. It might have been a yucky place for human beings or sugar sprites, but it was heaven for a grumpy dog with lots of small furry things to terrorise and dark damp forests to explore. Oh, and an evil wizard to chase if he ever thought about setting foot outside his castle gate, which he did not. And on the pancake peaks, the cookies once more rained from the skies, and the trees hung heavy with toffee apples and custard slices. And Sprinklebottom could go back to conjuring treats instead of snakes and bunnies and obstinate dogs. And everyone really did live happily and deliciously ever after. And that's the story of the magical creatures of Pancake Peak. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. And we are with Charlotte, who gave us the idea, Magical Creatures of Pancake Peak. You're with your sister, Isabel. Charlotte, you've got to tell us, what gave you the idea for the title? Well, um, well, um, well I named a hill in my neighbourhood Pancake Peak, and um, I, I was riding my bike into to it like um I was riding my bike to it and and I was sitting on it and I and I thought of the story of magical creatures of pink cake peeking mommy signed it in 
why have you called the hill near your house Pancake Peak? I don't know. It was just a story on the iPad and it had a, and it had a, like a mountain Pancake Peak. Do you and your sister, Isabel, go on Pancake Peak together? Yeah. Yeah. And we ride our bike all the way down the hill. Who goes faster, Isabel, you or your sister Charlotte on the bike? Me. Me. Okay, of course. I wouldn't have thought anything less. Um, just tell me, the Pancake Peak in the story, was it anything like the Pancake Peak near where you live? No, it was like a hill and it had trees and, and we like took tree bark sometimes down and we tend to with pancakes. Who was your favourite character in the story? Uh, I think the pixie fairies. I think those fairies. What did you like about them? Uh, be- because they made like treats. Um. Tell us more. What would happen if there were a second book, if there were second stories all about the magical creatures of Pancake Peak? I think I think the, um, a new bad guy, um, a ninja, would try to steal the fairies. Would he get away with it, do you think? No. The fairies no. would be saved. And have you got any other ideas of stories that maybe you want to hear or you want to write and tell yourself in the future? Uh, I have so many titles now in my head. We can't wait to hear about all of them and I can't wait to read them out for you. So, Charlotte, thank you so much. Uh, Isabel, thank you too. I've enjoyed your crowns while they've been on your head, okay? Thank you so much. I'm James Stewart. And in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.